Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pro Football Scouting Report um, podcast. This is our first podcast here, and we're really happy to be presenting you with our scouting reports, our analysis, our breaking news. Uh, Here at Pro Football Scouting Report, uh, we're your number one source for expert analysis, predictions, and breaking news on everything that involves football scouting. Um, We're committed to delivering you guys the best content uh, 24 seven. Um, we post almost daily and, um, we try to give you guys the best experience, um, learning about football scouting and just to another way for you guys to get another opinion on, um, football in general. Um, so you can, Follow us on our podcast channel. You can visit our website. It's profootballscouterreport.wordpress.com. You can email us pro- at report at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter. It's capital FB, lowercase, scouting1. Um, and we, we post a lot on Twitter. Our analysis, our new articles every single day. Um, we're committed to bringing you guys the best content for football scouting reports. And with that being said, I want to just jump right into it today. And um, we did an article this week, and it was which teams are ready to make the leap in 2018, which I thought was a very interesting article. Um, and I think that there's many teams that can make big leaps in 2018. But I want to first start out our first segment on our first podcast and just say, what our analysis was from the draft. So which five teams had the best draft. And I'm honestly going to say that all of these teams that were in our article for teams ready to make the leap in 2018 had the best drafts simply because these teams have already had potential to be good. They had enough talent on the roster, but the choices the picks they made in the draft just made them even better. And I think that these teams, a couple of them made the playoffs. Uh, we had one team, the Tennessee Titans, that made the playoffs. And we, ha- we had the rest of our teams didn't make the playoffs, but just had a bad year, had some injuries. So we're going to dive right into it, and we're going to say our top five teams that had the best drafts. Number one, I'm going to go with the New York Giants, simply because the New York Giants – took Saquon Barkley with the number two overall pick. I thought that was an excellent pick for them. Uh, their running back last year was Orleans Dwarka. No offense to Orleans Dwarka, but Saquon Barkley is a major upgrade for the Giants. Pat Shermer in his first year as the Giants head coach, I think that the Giants make a huge leap, and I think that they contend for the NFC East this year. And it wasn't just Saquon Barkley that made the Giants draft. No one player, unless they're are going to be a Hall of Famer, can make your draft. Because it football is not a sport of just a one-man show. Yes, J.J. Watt can affect the whole Houston Texan defense. Yes, Tom Brady can affect the whole New England Patriots offense. Those guys can. Saquon Barkley can affect the whole New York Giants offense. But you need defense, you need special teams, and you need other guys on offense because um, – that's how football is played. You need to win championships. Uh, it's not one guy that can do it. So the other guys that I thought stood out for the Giants in the draft were their second round was their second round pick, Will Hernandez, the guard out of um, University of Texas El Paso. 
I had him as a first round pick and the Giants stole him in the second round. That was an unbelievable pick for them. Um, something they desperately need. Their offensive line had some major upgrades this offseason. They got Nate Solder from the Patriots, and now they get Will Hernandez. Um, Eli Manning is going to have a lot of great protection. So is Saquon Barkley. Their third-round pick, the edge rusher uh, out of Georgia, Lorenzo Carter. He was another guy that um, surprised a lot of people at Georgia. He um, he had a great career at Georgia, and he's just going to fit perfectly right into the Giants' defense next year. They also took uh, the defensive tackle, uh, B.J. Hill. Um, he'll fit perfectly into the Giants' defense too. And also they took another D-tackle later in the draft, R.J. McIntosh. And those guys are great defensive tackles, and I think they'll fit right in with Pat Shermer's new um, defense. And the Giants also took Kyle Walletta, the quarterback out of Richmond. He was a great pickup for them. Manning's getting older. Another quarterback to add to the um, depth chart. Um, they already have Davis Webb. He went to Cal. Uh, they picked him up last year in the draft. But, I mean, a nice young um, quarterback room behind Eli Manning as he ages. So nice job by uh, Pat Shermer and Dave Gettleman and the Giants organization. Great job by them. My number two team I had was the Tennessee Titans. You're probably asking yourself, how could a team that made the divisional round um, – take a huge leap well first of all the tennessee titans fired mike malarkey and they got mike rabel as their new head coach which i thought they took a step a huge step just because of that mike malarkey didn't you utilize his roster the right way and i think um the way mike rabel wants to play is fast and physical and that that's how i think the tennessee titans uh roster is built i mean john robinson's done a great job with their depth chart um at all positions but the linebacker position for the Tennessee Titans uh, lacked some talent in the recent years. So Mike Rabel trades up right before Bill Belichick to take Rashad Evans, the linebacker out of Alabama, and they took the outside linebacker out of Boston College, Harold Landry. Um, two huge guys to put right in the middle of their defense. And they also have Will Compton. Um, he was from. He recently played for the Redskins. Um, nice job by John Robinson getting some talent at the linebacker position. And obviously Mike Rabel played linebacker, so he's obviously going to be able to coach them up. And I also love the pick of Donnie Kirschnick out of Arizona, the uh, defensive back. Uh, him, Malcolm Butler, Adore Jackson, that's a nice, young, talented secondary that the Tennessee Titans got there. And also they took Luke Falk, the quarterback, out of um, – Washington State. Um, their quarterback backup quarterback last year was Matt Castle. He's aging. They need somebody to develop under Marcus Mariota. Falk, a great pick for them. My third team I had was the Houston Texans. You're probably asking yourself, how are the Houston Texans, like, how did they get better? They had a third-round pick. Well, third-round picks turn out to be great players. We've seen this before. Um. Obviously, I love the pick of Justin Reed by um, new GM Brian Gain and uh, Bill O'Brien. Great pick for them. Um, Tyron Matthews only on a one-year deal, so they got to develop a safety. And I think that they had a great, um, great draft, and they had a nice pickup of uh, Justin Reed. And then um, 
You know, they added some depth at the corner position this offseason by taking Aaron Colvin, and then they drafted Jermaine Kelly in the seventh round. Um, that's a great pickup for them. Jermaine Kelly, I think, was a sleeper in this draft. I didn't expect him to get drafted, but um, a nice pickup by the Texans there. The Texans also, with C.J. Fedorowicz retiring, they were in desperate need of a tight end, and they went out and they got two tight ends. Jordan Alkins out of Central Florida. He's more of a receiving tight end. He can block, but I think they're going to utilize him as a receiving tight end. And then they got Jordan Thomas, more of a blocking tight end, uh, which every team needs a receiving tight end and a blocking tight end. It's as simple as that. And I think the Texans really upgraded the tight end position to go with Ryan Griffin um, next year. I think that was a great, great move by them to take two tight ends. They also got... um, Offensive tackle from Mississippi State, Marcus Rankin. He's a great pickup for them to add to their depth at offensive line this offseason. Zach Fulton, Ciano Clemente, and Cindrell Henderson. Uh, all great pickups for the Houston Texans on their offensive line because their offensive line stinked last year. and uh, They really needed some help at their offensive line position, but nice job. And then... Um, I had the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos had a really good draft. I didn't think Bradley Chubb was going to fall that far, um, but he did. And that was a great, great pickup for them. Uh, They could have gone corner. They could have gone a couple different positions, but um, I think ultimately him and Von Miller are going to be unstoppable. Great, great pick by John Elway and the Denver Broncos. They also selected Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver, just to add to their depth at wide receiver. They have Damaris Thomas. Uh, and Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, but it uh, doesn't hurt to get another wide receiver as those guys get older. Then they have Royce Freeman. They obviously cut C.J. Anderson. Royce Freeman, probably going to be their starting back next year. Um, an awesome draft pick by them. And um, obviously Case Keenum was a great pickup for them. Um, he, they didn't draft him, obviously, but, but um, they had a nice draft. They took Case Keenum. Uh, in free agency, and obviously he's not their long-term guy. I would have liked to see them take a quarterback in the later rounds to see if they could develop him. They do have Chad Kelly and Paxton Lynch, but I don't think those guys are going to be the answer for Denver. So I think next year, look for Denver to take a guy in the first or second round because uh, Case Keenum's career is obviously on his back nine. Uh, He had a fantastic year last year. I'm not saying that he couldn't be the guy for five more years, but uh, you never know in this league, and it's always good to have a quarterback uh, developing under a nice veteran. Then my last team I had was the San Francisco 49ers. I thought they had a great draft. Obviously, their first pick, Mike McGlinchey, the tackle out of Notre Dame. What They need somebody to protect them, the million-dollar man uh, in San Fran, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He just signed a huge contract extension, and it makes sense. They need to surround him with weapons, and they need to give him an offensive line. Mike McGlinchey, an awesome pick for them. I was surprised he he slid that far. Now you got McGlinchey at right tackle, and you got Joe Stanley at left tackle. He's got some nice weapons in Jerry McKinnon, who just signed. Um, he came over from Minnesota. He's got Pierre Garcon, Marquise Goodwin, and the rookie Dante Pettis. He's very talented. Uh, and then they got George Kittle, the big tight end. And it's Kyle Shanahan's second year here. Look for him to make some huge adjustments. And uh, look for the Saints, I mean the uh, 49ers, to be some, beat some really good teams this year. Um, 
obviously Kyle Shanahan, great coach. John Lynch uh, proving himself as a GM. And I think that the um, 49ers could be dangerous in a couple of years. I mean, I don't think they have uh, a, like enough talent right now, but um, great coaching, great uh, run organization. And I, I, I'd look for them to, to uh, be pretty good in the next couple of years. With that being said, uh, th- we all know that the guys that got drafted, but um, there's also teams that make moves and get undrafted guys. Undrafted guys can prove to be very good players. We've already seen it with Wes Welker, Tony Roma, like and the list goes on and on. So we came up with a, a list of the top undrafted free agents that we thought could make a huge impact on a team. Number one, Hercules Matafara out of uh, Washington State, the defensive tackle. He signed with the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings do have a very strong defense, so I don't know if he'll make the roster, but if he does, look for him to make a huge impact. Number two, Shane Winneman, the tight end out of Northern Illinois, signed with the New England Patriots. Uh, Gronk's getting older. His knees aren't great. Um, he's got a lot of injuries, a lot of durability issues, but um, Winneman could make the Patriots roster this year. They did take Ryan Izzo in the draft and they got Hollister and that's that's it for the Patriots like they don't have a lot of depth at tight end after Gronk so look for them to uh, keep Winneman around maybe he I don't know gets a couple passes this year he caught 30 passes for 283 yards last year he's more of a blocking tight end he's not like this like great receiving tight end. I think that's more of Ryan Izzo, which they saw in him. But obviously, look for him to be a nice blocking tight end. Um, Terry Swanson. um, Toledo produces some good running backs. Um, It wasn't just Kareem Hunt. They've had guys in the past that have made impacts on practice squads and stuff. But uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt um, last year out of Toledo, he just turned it on this year and put Toledo really on the map. So look for Terry Swanson to make the Houston Texans roster this year. They did bring back Alfred Blue, but the Texans usually keep four running backs, and I'd look for that to be Lamar Miller, Deontay Foreman, Alfred Blue, and then Terry Swanson. I mean, Swanson's a great back. He didn't really get to play that much his uh, freshman through junior year because he was playing behind Kareem Hunt, but this year he really produced. Um In his four years at Toledo, he had 3,601 rushing yards, 31 touchdowns, over 49 games, and he was a backup uh, his first three years there. So look for him to make a huge impact on the Houston Texans this year. I had JT Barrett. JT Barrett's one of the smartest quarterbacks I've scouted in college football. Uh, Barrett's a – he's just so smart. Uh, He's a little bit undersized. But, I mean, there's plenty of undersized quarterbacks who go on to have uh, tremendous NFL careers. If you think about Barrett's numbers, he threw for 2,339 yards and 35 touchdowns just his senior season. Just his senior season. I'm really hoping his game translates to the NFL because he's talented and smart. My next guy was Alan Lazard out of uh, Iowa State. I'm very surprised he did not get drafted because he, I had him as a fifth round talent. Uh, he's a he's a red zone mismatch nightmare for teams. I mean, it's very hard to cover him. He's six five, two twenty seven. He's got a huge body. He just really boxes his guy out and gets the ball every single time. Look for him to make the Jacksonville roster, especially due 
to the lack of depth at the wide receiver position since Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns left. So look for him to make an impact on the Jags this year. Um, Holton Hill, I thought he was pretty good at Texas. Um, he's a little bit undersized. He's 196 pounds. Um, he's a little bit undersized, but look for him to make the Vikings roster and look for them to develop him into maybe a practice squad player. Could make their active roster after a couple of years. And then the two quarterbacks uh, on the end of my list, Kurt Benenkert out of Virginia. He signed with the Atlanta Falcons. He has decent NFL size, 6'3", 218 pounds. He's a playmaker. Um, I'm not sure if he'll make the Falcons roster, but they do – they do need a backup quarterback behind Matt Ryan uh, because Matt Schaub is old and they don't really have a ton of depth there. And then Kyle Allen, uh, I'm not sure why he didn't get drafted. Signed with the Carolina Panthers. Allen was the best player coming out of high school. He went to Texas A&M. He transferred to Houston. He really just couldn't find a home in college, but look for him to be a nice standout with the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's, an, he's a very talented player. So that's going to wrap it up for our first episode of uh, the Pro Football Scouting Report podcast. Once again, um, you could email us. Um, it's profootballscoutingreport at gmail.com. You could follow us on Twitter. It's uh, capital FB Scouting One on Twitter. Or you could visit our website, uh, profootballscoutingreport.wordpress.com. Uh, we really thank you for your support, and we, uh, we look to hear some feedback. Um, if you guys want to shoot us an email, you could send us some stuff and we'll feature it on our next podcast. But thanks for being a great audience tonight. And uh, we hope that you can visit our website, Twitter page, or email us. Um, thanks for being a great audience and we'll see you on our next podcast. Thanks, guys.